How Rude, the Exhaustive Deconstruction of the Classic 90s Sitcom Full House. My name is John Pernasek, and to my immediate right is my lovable co-host who will introduce himself now. Hi, y'all. It's Brandon Shockney. And together, Brandon and I are just a couple of rude, rude dudes. dudes. Rude dudes. We're, We're just, just a couple, couple of rude dudes. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm sure you've been binging episode and episode. Uh, so episode and episode and episode. Um, so you're welcome for, to your marathon. I didn't think you'd come back, yeah. but you're back and you're here. You're here. This is a bonus episode, which means a couple of things usually. Mm-hmm. The last time we did uh, a bonus episode, it was the it was the coverage for the film Rad. Yep. But uh, we weren't on our tummies. During that episode, we no. did have pizza in our tummies, but yeah. we weren't on our tummies. Here's the thing about this episode. Neither of those two traditions have been upheld. Where is my pizza, Brandon? You can't. You told me you can't handle pizza anymore. Just because man. I'm getting old and my stomach can't handle the yeah. processed Domino's I pizza. I would have bought us pizza. You should buy us pizza after this. I might. Good. <laughs> because why are we fighting? <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, this is not the usual episode in general. No, it was uh, a little bit refreshing because instead of watching something, no more screens. <laughs> no more screens. No screens for, for at me. Cheshire Elementary this week. We are celebrating no screens week. Instead, we put our peepers to the pages. We read. Yes, we a read good old fashioned. Book! Yes, we read one book apiece. That's right. At a certain point, I wondered if maybe we should trade books and read the other, but I... <laughs> there's only oh, so oh, much. Oh, oh, you mean after we're, we're done. I thought you meant... No, we in prep read, for this. In prep for this. I know, I thought you meant we would read half of our book, switch, and then have the other person read the other half. What happened at the beginning of your book? What happened at the end of your book? Yeah, just like that episode. What episode? A uh, Full House. Oh, where they did the book report of yeah, Death of a Salesman. We should do that. Yeah. Okay. No, we won't be doing that. This will be the only time that we cover Full House books. books. Now, right. we did Based get... Based on the hit Warner Brothers TV series. Oh, boy. <laughs> now, we, we did get a request to have uh, a couple of these books covered. Mm-hmm. And let me make this clear. I want... So I'll say it again. This is the only time we're going to do this because I can't read another of these. This was this was tough. I, it was like it was like my, my book in particular played out like an episode of the TV show, but if if it took me an hour and a half to finish an episode of the TV show, yes, um, which is not fun for me. Well, and yours, of course, was harder and not harder. It took longer to get through because mine's a, a grown up book. Yes, it's a Stephanie novel, if you will. <laughs> yes, and mine is about Michelle, mm-hmm. so the type is about three points bigger. Right. 
And I honestly, I think I read it in less than half an hour, yeah. maybe less than 25 minutes. Um, we're going to start with that book. Uh, I'm going mm-hmm. to sort of go through this. And we're kind of going to, we're going to act like this is like a book report. So I'll tell you sure. what I liked, what I didn't like. Mm-hmm. But first, I have to give you a, a review of what happened. Okay. Can I, can I ask a few questions up top that will yes. help me understand? Uh-huh. Uh, do you know where in the timeline this falls? Yes, because at the in the first chapter they give mm-hmm. you an age range of everybody who's a kid. Really? Yes, because uh, DJ I think is eighteen, okay. and Stephanie is I think thirteen, and Michelle is like nine. Okay, mine. So not, basically, not to, towards not to the to end mine, of the series, mine DJ is eighteen in college. Stephanie's fourteen. And so this must be around the same time. Yeah. So I want to say that your book could technically take place after the series. Do all finale. the books take place after the series? This does not. I don't think this technically oh. would. I think you could say that this might fall under. But if DJ's in college in your book, she mm. never went to college in the original series. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, she did her high school. Spoiler alert for the series finale. That's mm. her senior prom. Oh, okay. So yeah. your book is... It's the extended universe. That's right. Uh, my book is called My Best Friend as a Movie Star? Huh? What a weird, weird premise. What a weird title and premise, yeah. yes. Uh, What's on the inside of your... Oh, just some crazy notes that I took. Oh. Um, just for my reference. No, these were not there when there, I got oh. the book. Let's be fair uh, to how we got these. We got these through Amazon. Mine's a little battered. Mm. Uh, yours is a little... Mine's a little too. used. What's what's fun about mine in the in the uh, inside cover is there's check marks of whoever bought this book, which, one, which other ones they already had. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, you know, it does say collect all of the books mm-hmm. so that that was their initiative I, I have the story about on older boys but they also had the truth about boys <laughs> they had the boy oh boy next door they like the boy they like the boy whoever, books whoever owned this one they like the boy books they needed to live their love life through <laughs> stephanie which is not the uh best person you want to go with no. so yeah again mine is called my best friend is a movie star it is written by kathy east dubowski mm-hmm. and the uh if i were to summarize it in one sentence I would say Michelle earns the friendship of a girl who happens to be a movie star, comma. She loses the friendship of said movie star, comma. And at the end of the day, she gets that friendship back. Period. Period. (laughs) One, two, three. It's a classic girl meets movie star, girl loses movie star, girl gets movie star back. That's right. Hit it. Movies. Stars. Let's break this down. Yes. The the back of the book says, Starstruck. Uh, and it has a quote from the book, which is especially delightful. My one chance to be friends with the real love movie star, and I act like a total geek. So this start the book starts with them in Carmel. They're taking like a like a, a vacation, mm-hmm. but it's not summer vacation because DJ is studying for a history test. It's a little strange as to where this is actually, when this is happening in the year. Okay. And they're all at this beach house that they're renting, and Michelle is so bored. She keeps, uh, this is not written from the first person perspective, I should say. Yeah. It is a sort of omnipresent narrator. And Michelle is bored out of her skull. Stephanie is, like, listening to her Walkman, and Danny is reading a fucking cookbook. Here's a weird thing that's out of continuity. In this book, Danny's a great cook. He makes delicious meals that everyone loves, especially Michelle's weird friend, Lee. Her little friend, she has friends that we've never met before in this book. Lee. Cassie, Mandy, and Lee. Where's Denise? 
where's Teddy? Yeah. These are kids we've never met before, and Lee is obsessed with the lunches Danny makes for Michelle. He is constantly saying, let's trade lunches. Your Danny makes the best food. I want that turkey boot leftover. Give me it. <laughs> he does it. If he had mentioned the turkey boot leftover, that would have been brilliant. Uh, but uh, that that is, he is not with her at the beginning of the book. So Michelle takes a bottle. She writes a message, puts it in the bottle, hurls it into the ocean. And on the message it says, I'm so bored. Come someone be friends. Come someone be friends. <laughs> and as she, she, she throws the bottle, she takes a nap. <laughs> There's a moment in the book where she just it's a, she takes a disco. Five blank pages that are the nap <laughs> with an ellipses, yeah, ellipses, yeah. ellipses. It's a very uh, weird meta book. It's yeah. a stylized uh, text, and she's woken up by this little girl who's like, "Hey, I, I found your bottle." I'm in your house. <laughs> no, she's uh, outside, oh, okay. like on the beach. Oh, I thought she was like, "Hi, I found your bottle." <laughs> Hey, no, uh, she's like, I, I saw you throw that bottle in the ocean and then like it actually like came to our end further down and I, I, I saw your message, let's be friends. And so Michelle's What's like crazy, like, how are we going to make these two meet? How are we going to make these two meet? They could have met in any way. Right. They could have just met Bottom. on the beach yeah. that they're both on. Yeah. But instead that, oh, I should say Michelle is very interested in the idea of the bottle going all the way to Japan. She keeps saying things like to herself, like, I hope this bottle goes to Japan. And this little girl who is white, I mean, they don't say it, yeah. but I assume that she is. Uh, Michelle's first question is, are you from Japan? This girl's like, no, I'm not <laughs> from Japan. Why? And Michelle's like, I thought this bottle would go all the way to Japan. And she's like, well, it didn't. That's I saw you throw thing. it, and it, it went, like, 40 feet down to me. Yeah. So, congrats. Uh, this little girl's name is Natalie Campbell, and they have a great day. They make a mermaid out of sand. She's got a bikini shell top. Wow. It's great. And then Natalie's mom, who is so beautiful because she's a model, we learn. Wow. Model slash former actress. I like her. She retired. She's young. She's supple. She takes a photo, and she's like, I'm going to send you a copy of the photo when we get back to our house, Michelle. Mm -hmm. And they they spit watermelon seeds in each other's faces and hair. What? What? That's like a fun joke. It's fun for them. They like it. And they have PB&J Sammies. (laughs) Delicious, yummy, gummy Sammies. Nutritious. Yummy, nutritious. In my belly. Delicious. (laughs) So they have this great day, and basically uh, they're leaving the next uh, morning, that family. So Michelle's like, bye, Uh, let's trade phone numbers and addresses, we'll be friends. And that's when uh, Stephanie has this revelation. She's like, oh my god, Michelle, look at my magazine that I've been reading all goddamn day. That was Boo Boo Magoo. The silent movie star of the 20s and 30s who died in a mysterious train accident right before the crash of the Wall Street. <laughs> Did you meet the ghost of Boo Daughter of Mr. She's the daughter of Mr. Magoo. She has all the same ailments. <laughs> She's blind. She's blind. She's doddering. The sickness just, of being doddering. It's just funny because she's young. Um, but acts like she's old. Yes. <laughs> she's a little girl. But she dresses like a little old man. She thinks a hydrant is a potential suitor. And she goes, hello, my good sir. And then the water from the hydrant sprays on her and she goes, my, my, we move so fast. 
Look, her name is Natalie Campbell. That's right. And Stephanie's like, is this the fucking girl you were hanging out with? And Michelle's like, huh? That's totally her. My best friend's a movie star. She freaks. Yeah. She acts like they're best friends, even though they hung out for a day. And that's when Michelle is totally like, she has a pit of despair moment where she's like, oh no, if I had known she was a movie star, I would not have acted like such a dum-dum. I, I spat in her face. <laughs> she does say that. She's like, I spat watermelon seeds in the face of a movie star. <laughs> Did not like us. Dear gods, <laughs> the stars come down from the heavens and they walk through LA. <laughs> <laughs> Cool <laughs> Do you remember? I didn't really mention this, but in the house meets the mouse, where Michelle asks that band of like steel drum players, she's like, "Am I bossy?" And the one guy from the band goes, "Not you, princess. Yeah. <laughs> Pay me. <laughs> Give me a tip. I'll tell you what you need to know." <laughs> so Irish. <laughs> it is not. I'll tell you what you need to know. I'll change your fate. <laughs> oh, we got a case of the giggles today. Um, so <clears throat> she goes back home to San Francisco, mm. and uh, she has this whole like moral quandary of like, Jesus Christ, uh, I have to tell everybody at my school. So her teacher, who uh, is Asian, they give her a very Asian name. The teacher, it's uh, I forget what it is, and I'm not looking it up. Michelle's like, I have some news, teacher. Everybody, I'm friends with a movie star. You know Natalie Campbell? She's my friend. Everyone in the classroom's like, nah. uh Nope. Liar. Her friends, who we've never met before, Cassie, Mandy, and Lee, they do believe her, even though there's no proof. That's the problem. There's no proof. She's sending that picture. Yeah, she gets that picture. Yeah. Uh, Nikki and Alex love looking at that picture. <laughs> when she passes it around the table, they're like looking at it. The, point, the book makes a point of saying they look at it a lot. <laughs> and when Michelle reaches into her backpack the next day at school to show everybody and show proof, including one kid whose name is Jose, who's a real jerk. There's a kid named who's Jose who's a real fuckass. <laughs> He's like, I'm a fifth grader and you suck. <laughs> Michelle Tanny, you suck. <laughs> no proof. Where's the proof? Rigged election. <laughs> Michelle reaches into her backpack and it's, it's gone. What's it? What? What's it? Like, you know, like sticking it in their diapies. <laughs> <laughs> Little baby boners. Uh, well, they, they did steal it. Mm-hmm. And as we learn, they, they say, because they're talking in the book, yeah. they're like, they're we like the mermaid. We like the mermaid in the photo. <laughs> That's why we took it. Sorry, Michelle. We took it. So she goes, That's okay. The photo's not here, but she included a letter. It is a letter from her. And everyone's like, Nah. Nope. <laughs> you lie. And she's like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give her a call, and I'm going to invite her here. She's going to stay overnight. And Natalie agrees. She's like, that sounds great. And Michelle's like, great. <laughs> she tells all of the boys and the girls, come over to my house. We're going to have this enormous surprise party for Natalie. Mm-hmm. Lee calls her, and he's like, the boys aren't coming. She's like, why? Why aren't they coming? Lee, tell me. And he's like, because you on the invitations that you passed out, you specified formal attire. And she's like, what's wrong with that? She's like, neck, he's like, necks are gross. Neckties are gross. Hurt my neck. Boys aren't coming. Necks are gay. <laughs> she's like, if you come, I will give you my father's lunch every day for a month. And he's like, you know what? Never mind. The idea of your father's <laughs> delicious home cooking. 
sliding down my throat and going into my fucking gaseous belly. That gets me going. So, deal. I'll get all the boys to come. There's this... In- no, I should say, the bulk of the book is getting ready for the party. Yeah. Michelle takes Becky to the grocery store to get pate, caviar, wow. foie gras. <laughs> because... And Becky's like, do you know what any of this stuff is? Caviar is like fish eggs. Yeah. And, like, it's this delicious. is like... This is like goose pate. This is like... Yeah. Like... Wasted on condensed liver. Kids. Little, little fuck kids. Who don't like have developed palates. Michelle gets a cookbook. She's gonna she's gonna make this uh, enormous, delicious, fancy cake because she's obsessed with the idea of this being as good, if not better, than a Hollywood party. Hollywood party. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of uh, shenanigans that go on with that. At one point, she's carrying a full pitcher of like punch and comet knocks it into her. <gasps> Natalie is on her way, and her fancy dress is covered in red rum. And they strip her down, throw it in the laundry, and they get it on her naked body seconds before the doorbell rings. Natalie, seemingly at first, loves this party. She takes photos with people, (coughs) selfies, if you will. Sure. Autographs, asks, uh, answers any question asked. So nice. She's a Hollywood star, Brandon. Professional. She is a professional, and she understands that there are needs and expectations from her public. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you in a minute what uh, she was in. These, like, fake credits that they give her. It's muy caliente on my tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at a certain point, Michelle goes, she says to Michelle, could you come here for a second, Michelle? I'm just in the uh, next room, next room. Just come here. Michelle's like, oh, having a good time, right? Movie stock. This is just as good as a Hollywood party, right? Natalie sobs, breaks down, sobbing. Wow. Because she has taken off the movie star mask yeah. and is like, You are a horrible person. Mm -hmm. You did not tell me what this was. You said that this was going to be a sleepover, like, for a night, and it was going to be us. Because I thought you thought we were fucking friends. But you found out that I was a fucking movie star. There's a reason I didn't tell you. Because I wanted to fucking have a normal goddamn interaction with somebody. My father's a Broadway director. My mother is a supermodel slash retired actress. I live this life 24-7, Michelle. And you're a parasite, just like everybody else. Call my mom. I'm going home. Call my mom. Wow. I'm going home. I like Natalie. She's great. And she does. She goes home. And the party turns on Michelle. (gasps) Michelle's stuffing food in people's hands and mouths, literally. (laughs) So they don't Uh ask questions about, where'd Natalie go? Mm -hmm. We're not here for you. Where's Natalie, bitch? Wow. I have questions about Hollywood and its machine. Michelle fucked up, huh? She fucked up. And Michelle is so... Upset again. Mm-hmm. How many times do you think this book says Michelle wailed? Because <laughs> it's more than five, one. Five. Less than five. Three. Yes. When you say the phrase Michelle wailed once and then twice. Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> Michelle! This party is not gonna go! <laughs> not gonna go? And then it does. This party's not going well! Oh. And then Natalie leaves. Oh, the party's a failure. Oh. Whale. Whale. <laughs> she's a little whale. Yeah. She calls Natalie and she's like, Natalie, I swear to you, Mia culpa, Mia culpa, Mr. Godfather. <laughs> please come back. I have a new plan. Please. It'll just be the sleepover that I promised. And she's like, hey, be better than spending the night with your family in a hotel, right? And she's like, ha, ha, ha. Michelle, you're right. <laughs> I'm coming back. But the parents no are doing cocaine in the bathroom. Props. 
Natalie comes back. Yeah. What has Michelle done? What has Michelle done? She's only invited her best friends. Oh, of course. Whose names are, of course, Cassie, Mandy, and Lee. I have to remind myself because who the fuck are these assholes? Where's Teddy and Denise? Well, Teddy moved. Denise, but te- Denise, but Denise Teddy comes right? back towards the end of the series. Oh. So he should technically be here. Where's mm-hmm. gay-ass Derek? He adds so much to a party. Mm-hmm. Boas. Sequin fedoras. Performance. The best tapes. He's got the best tapes. <laughs> He's got the best tapes. I thought I knew Pop. No. He's got these tapes. I don't... Where does he get them? How many Lo- tapes do you want? He loves tapes. <laughs> he gave me Bananarama. He didn't want any more. I was like, you're crazy. It's a beach party with music supplied by a Beach, beach Boys, Boys cassette because... Shared universe. Shared universe. Why wouldn't you reference the Beach Boys in your Full House product? Are you fucking crazy? <laughs> Why would you not? And it's a big beach party indoors. Yeah. Sort of to recreate the magic of their first day together. Mm-hmm. You don't do that. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a bad marriage when you try to recreate the honeymoon that you loved, but it's been 30 years. I'm, we're doing it. I'm spitting in your face again. <laughs> this isn't the same. It is the same. It's not the same. And at the end of the day, they uh, they end the day on Friends. They <laughs> they end the day friends. as Friends. And I'm going to very quickly... Oh, so here, um, we learn that Natalie has been in two movies. One of the movies is called McCleary's End. I don't know what that movie could possibly oh. be about, but I need to know. It's a drama. I think they make a big point that uh, the magazines that they read, they actually go to a, 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 like a gas station convenience store and they buy more movie magazines as they're driving back to San Francisco from the beach. And they learn everything that they can. The quotes from the magazine keep saying that she's going to appear at the next Academy Awards show. Oh, so she's like... The next Academy Awards show. show. Oh, I love watching the Academy Awards show. show. D. No S. No. Singular. Yeah. The other movie that she's been in is Frenzied. Ooh, that sounds like a, like a, a suspense like thriller. Like The Good Son with Elijah Wood and Macaulay Culkin, like a fucked up like family drama. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're at that convenience store, uh, Michelle uh, puts the magazines on the counter, and there's this teenage boy behind the counter. And she says, I know Natalie Campbell. The cashier popped his gum. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like that. I like any moment right. where a character is like, fuck off. Yeah. Who are you? I'm Michelle. Tana. That I don't means know who you are. That means nothing. Um, so when when they get home, the other characters, like Jesse and Joey, don't do anything, really. Yeah. Becky goes with her to the grocery store, but mm-hmm. Je- the other uncles don't really do much of anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just read you this section I highlighted. Okay. Michelle hugged Comet. Guess what, everybody? What? Joey, Becky, and Jesse asked together, like people do in what, real life. What? 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 what, what? Michelle put her sunglasses on, even though it was night and she was indoors. She strutted up and down the room. I, she said in a loud voice, spent my vacation with a movie star. Ha ha, Joey said. What's the joke? I don't get it. Yeah, I'm a comedian. I don't get it. What's the joke? No joke, DJ replied. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't do the Michelle voice because it's DJ. I'm so stupid. What's the DJ voice? No, it's just a normal voice. Yeah. No joke, DJ replied. She really met a movie star. Did you get his autograph? Oh, sexist. Aunt Becky, what makes you think it was a he? Women can't be movie stars. I'll have you know that in the 30s there were millions of them. That's millions not, of lady movie stars. No. <laughs> Hardly, darling. Michelle stuck her nose in the air and put her hands on her hips. It is so uncool to ask your friends for autographs. And it was a he. And it was a she. Not to he. Everybody laughed. 
What? Why? <laughs> because Michelle's ah, acting like she? a fucking maniac. <laughs> so when Michelle is in front of her classroom talking about all this nonsense, everyone stared at her. So what is it? Jeff Farrington called out. You look like you won a million dollars or something. Everybody laughed. Jeff was always making jokes. <laughs> is that a joke? <laughs> Does this book know what a joke is? <laughs> ha ha, what's the joke? At one point, Aunt Becky, uh, as they're going through the grocery store, they're getting all this fancy shit. Mm-hmm. And Becky says, don't you think your friends would rather have Franks and fries? And brownies? Franks and fries. And Michelle in her mind goes, Becky does make the best brownies. Franks, wow. fries, browns? Perfect, perfect day. The phrase Franks and fries, you'd think it would gross me out. I love it. <laughs> I love fries. hot dogs. I'm going to call them Franks from now on, I think. <laughs> Franks and fries. I, when I highlighted it, I was like, that's dumb. But now I'm sitting here with you, my friend Brandon. I think I like it. <laughs> Tell me something good. Franks. <laughs> Fries and Franks. Um, I, I cornered the page where they mentioned the Beach Boys. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. So that's basically my book. Okay, cool. That was my book. Did report. you like it? No. <laughs> okay. I liked it when people made fun of Michelle yeah. and told her she was a liar and she's an idiot. Oh, the other movie that she's making is, uh, oh, where the fuck was that? Oh, the movie's called Heartbreaker. That's her next movie and it stars mm-hmm. Brad Pitt and Winona Ryder. They really got well, all right. Well, they didn't. <laughs> it's not like they went Brad Pitt. No, I mean, they, but they used like actual movie stars. And that you think they use other examples? And she's Winona also done Ryder. Broadway plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, they established that she's done Broadway. I'm like, what did she do? The Miracle Worker. What's so great about this book is that there are 40, 48 pages of best friend fun inside. Make your own friendship bracelets and more. Wow. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Brandon, sure. I want to hear about your book. Sure. Um, <clears throat> Tell me about your book. book. Uh. So uh, we have mine is a Stephanie-themed book, and it's called The Story on Older Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what I noticed right away is on the first page, <laughs> there's a note from Stephanie about being in college. This is a page summary of the, the book. The book? Yes. It just tells you the whole book. Uh, it tells you... That, that she's going to meet a guy. It tells you all the stuff you're about to read. And then it goes into the plot of the show. Oh, sort of summarizing like when my mom died, about. dad needed help. Mine has yeah. that too. A note from Michelle. Yeah. And it's all, yeah, it breaks down why they Everything. all live together. Yeah. As if the person who bought this book had no clue what Full House yeah. was. Still, things get pretty crazy when you live in such a full house. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's true. I, does it yours end on the same thing? It's so much fun to live in a full house. Yep, there you go. This is uh, written by Laura O'Neill. Um, so I'm going to go through and... <laughs> page uh, by page. Uh, what, what I'll do is I'll do a short one-sentence summary, which is Stephanie, fed up with the life of a middle schooler, stumbles a into a relationship with a college boy. My first immediate question is, what year of college is this guy in? It doesn't matter, but I kind of want to know. They don't, they don't specify. It, it seems he's probably a, a sophomore. He's not a freshman. Okay. God. Yeah. So anyway, oh uh, so we, we go into, uh, what, what I noticed uh, right away is that there is a typo. On page three. <laughs> Every time I start to write it, I feel like I'm trying to get kids excited about the doing the dishes. All right. 
The other girls in their gym class began to stretch out. I mean, stretch out? I don't expect like a fucking New York Times bestseller harsh editor process here. But still. But still. So uh, Stephanie is a bit of an activity guru here at our middle school. She's um, got her uh, two main friends here, which are Darcy and Allie, I believe is the second friend. Again, um, fake friends who don't exist. <laughs> yes, uh, but they're, they're, they're all getting excited because there's this big there's all these days at school there's like a big cleanup day they're, they're, they do this whole, they're gonna do this skit about cleaning up uh, so, uh, and, and then they have they have this whole thing where they're they're going to do some like, uh, their work on the school, they're gonna like paint uh, certain, like the auditorium and stuff and so Stephanie's like, hmm you know what would make this more interesting? If we make it like a sleepover, like all the kids spend all night painting and they sleep over at the school. I think um, that would be really fun. That's dreadful. So she takes that to the teacher and the teacher's like, no. Miss oh. <laughs> Nugent, the the gym teacher, because they're in gym class and she comes up, up to her about this and she's like, Stephanie, no, no one. If we made it into like a sleepover, no one would focus on the painting. You, you all would just like goof around and stuff. Good point, and, gym teacher. And so Stephanie takes a lot of offense to this. She's like, I can't believe they're treating us like we're in preschool. I'm sick of being treated like a little kid and I'm going to do something about it. <laughs> she comes home and Jesse's like, hey, Steph, what's wrong? You look mucho bummed out. No. <laughs> Meanwhile, DJ um, is rushing down the stairs and she's like, oh man, I got to get to class. Uh, I overslept. I was up all night writing this paper um, for medieval literature. She's in a medieval literature class. So DJ's like, oh, my God, I I thought I had so much time. I got to go turn in this paper um, to to my teacher by the end of the class or they won't accept it. And it's a third of my grade. I got to go. And so she's heading to class. And then Stephanie notices the paper on the table. DJ left without the report. No. Stephanie's like, oh, my God, this is a third of her grade. We have to get this to DJ. Uh, well, will someone drive me over to the college campus? I'll, I'll deliver it to her. Uh, and then D- Danny's like, Steph, are you going to be able to get around a college campus? Like, if we take you there, and you ha- are you going to be able to find DJ? This premise is ridiculous. <laughs> so, Danny should just immediately be like, I'll take it. No. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, but instead, it's like Jesse and Joey both are like, hop in. We'll drive you there, drop you off. We got to take, we got to go to the radio station anyway to like uh, review some stuff. So we'll drop you off. We'll go that and then we'll come back and pick you up. Uh, And then Danny's like, I'll stay and watch the twins, (laughs) Nikki and Alex. Fine. Um, So they they drive to the college campus and Stephanie gets out. And there's like, no joke, there's like five pages about Stephanie being like, wow, college is huge. Everything's so confusing. All these people, uh, she's walking around and people are assuming that she is a student (laughs) at this campus (laughs) because she's asking around. She's like looking for um, the registrar's office. She's like, oh, if I go there, I'll be able to someone can like tell me where DJ's class is and I can go there. So but but she's like, oh, but I got to blend in. So she takes the end of her denim skirt or shirt and knots it together in the front. (laughs) Hoping that made her look older. Well, you got to show a little bit. And then she takes a tube of lipstick and eyeshadow out and starts putting on makeup. She she goes to uh, someone. This is so, like, we're just writing to write at this point. It's like she goes to the registrar's office. The person's like, I don't know who that is, DJ Tanner. There's so many. 
Students. There's so many DJ Tanners. <laughs> this, and, and then this is Stephanie's response in her head. This woman didn't know DJ? Stephanie blinked. But everyone knew DJ when she was in high school. Boy, college sure was different. I thought the point was that she was going to ask where that class was. Yeah, that's she the did. easier question. Right, right. Um, but but she doesn't know. She doesn't know what the class is. So she she goes to the information place first. They can't tell her. She's like, oh, go to the registrar's office. They might have DJ's schedule. So she tries to find that. She gets confused. Um, what's a registrar? Is that where you register for classes? Right, the young woman said. Just go to the West Hall on the other side of the quad. The quad? Stephanie thought. What's that? <laughs> and she's like, the quad's a big open quad quadrangle in the middle of the campus. I can't. You know what? I actually never really thought of it like that, mm-hmm. but I didn't need that explanation. Yeah. It's a quadrangle. <laughs> okay. So she's looking for the, she's on the quad. She's looking for uh, the registrar's office at West Hall. She's looking for like 10 minutes. Uh, so she finds it eventually. And it looks like it's closed early. And she's like, oh, man. But then this boy shows up and like, hi, what are you looking, what are you looking for? Oh, God. And she turns around and it's the most cutest boy. It's the most ever, cutest. She's ever seen. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a, like a journalism major and I'm doing this report about the offices around campus. Uh, and oh, like, are you? To what see, a burner to of see, a read. To see if they're staying open. What? You know, because some of them are closing early and how it's going to affect... The students. Wow. Uh, did you pull stories out of a hat this week? Because mm-hmm. you wound up with a real fucking dud. But anyway, he says, oh, what class is this for? He's an idiot, right? Because he th- assumes she's a student. One. Um, and th- it's so funny. She tried to explain to him that she's not a student like four or five times. And he <laughs> he just bypasses it like uh, okay watch he can't think because he's like i want to fuck this child yeah so he's like oh my roommate or my dorm one of my dorm mates is in the same class and i think i know where it is hop on my bike we'll head over there so as she goes with him and as she's going he's like uh he's like oh so are you new like i haven't seen you around uh or the campus is confusing when you're new and she's like i'm not exactly new he's like what do you mean she goes i go to middle school and he goes, oh, you went to school at Middleton? Oh. He's, he's hearing what he wants to hear. Oh, my That's God. out of state, right? Oh, so well, you're a transfer student. They are biking, to be fair, so maybe all of that gust. Yeah. That San Francisco gust. Oh, wait. No, no. This, they're off the bike during this. Oh, they're in like the... Never mind, um, then. Yeah. They're, they're just walking over. Uh, so she, he's like, oh, so you're a transfer student? And then she goes, no, I... And then he cuts her off and goes, I transferred my first year, too. And she, uh, I, I find I don't like being so far from home. And she's like, I live at home, too. But I didn't have really have a choice because, and then he goes, money problems. I hear you. And she's like, she's like, he thinks I'm a college freshman. He really believes that I transferred. Um, and he's like, oh, I have to work uh, uh, after school too. And she's like, you're on the school paper. I, I write stories for my paper too. And she's talking about at her middle school. And he's like, you write for the Middleton paper? Cool. And she's, he's like, uh, since you have journalism experience, why don't you come work on our paper? And she's like, I couldn't, I... And he goes, why? Because you're new? <laughs> he won't let her talk. This sexist asshole and, won't let her talk. And then she goes, look, Eric, the reason I didn't know about the orientation committee is because I wasn't there to, of course, I forgot, you're a transfer student. You weren't there for orientation. It all makes so much sense. <laughs> she grabs him by the throat, you motherfucker. And she goes, that's not exactly why. 
I'm not usually on campus. I just came today to deliver this paper because because you have a great you, because you're a great friend. <laughs> Finishes her sentence because you're a great friend. Not everyone would do that. She's like, well, she's not really my friend. She's uh, she's uh, my sister. And he's like, it's great that you feel close to one of your friends. I mean, so close that she's like a sister. Oh my god. <laughs> I was reading this like. What are you talking about? I mean, it would have made no sense if he had been like, oh, you're in a sorority? Like yeah. one of your sorority sisters? No. But he's <laughs> so stupid. He's like, once this guy got an idea in his head, it wasn't easy to shake out. It's like, That's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. He, he finds that he's like, oh, cool earrings. And she's like, oh, is he flirting with me? Um, <laughs> and he wants her to write this article. He's like, can you write an article about the freshman experience? I think you should, for our paper, write this article. And she's like, listen, Eric, I'd love to do it, but... And he says, I'm not going to listen. <laughs> Look, He bitch. raised his hand as if to block all her objections. The article is due on Tuesday. Promise you'll think about it some more, and I'll call you tonight. <laughs> Stephanie's throat went dry. <laughs> she goes, so at this point, after trying to object like seven times, she just goes... Okay. <laughs> and in his mind, he went, jackpot. Um, I'm going to fuck a 14-year-old tonight. So she's worried about, oh, he's going he's gonna to call and find out I'm in the ninth grade. Uh, but anyway, uh, I got to get this paper to DJ. So she's running into the class. Uh, she is looking. She's like, oh, this class is so huge. There's so many people in this class. It's so different from middle school. Like 500 people in this class. She's listening to the professor talk about Canterbury Tales. And she's like, man, I could barely follow what he was talking about. No wonder DJ's struggling with this class. Whoa, man. Whoa, I can't baby. Even, uh, oh, my So she, she looks at a student and she's like, hey, do you know DJ Tanner? She's like, no, I don't. But I'll, I'll you know what? We're all turning in our papers. I'll just turn in her paper. For race DJ Tanner <laughs> right in my So name. they turn in the papers <laughs> and then we find out this girl is a friend. Her name's Sarah. And she's, she knows Eric. And Eric's like, hey, the class gets out. Hey. Uh, and they're like, oh, DJ, you know what? Tomorrow night, or uh, no, Stephanie, I'm sorry. Tomorrow night, we're going to uh, have a party at our, at our place. You should come. You should come party with us. And Stephanie's like, no. I'll, I'll think about it. No, Stephanie, don't. <laughs> um, so uh, Hinman Hall, third floor, 8 o'clock. Third tomorrow. floor? Wow, there sure are a lot of floors at college. So she's like, a dorm party, how cool! But she's got a big, she's got to write about that article for her paper at her school for the big cleanup week. But now she's got to write that and this other article for Eric, this college boy. It's hard to be an adult woman who's torn in so many directions. The world wants me. <laughs> so DJ shows up and she's like, oh my god, I was like, out, I thought I had dropped my paper on the way to class, so I've been out around the entire campus retracing my steps. Jesus, DJ. Um, so, uh, but DJ's you, an but, idiot. But you turn it in for me? Oh, thank God. So she's so happy. Um, but then she finds out Stephanie met uh, someone who thinks uh, she's like a, a college student and wants yeah. to write the article. And DJ's immediately like, you're in middle school. You can't do that, okay? That's ridiculous. And Stephanie's like, it's not ridiculous. <laughs> I'm, tired of, I'm tired of being treated like I'm a little, maybe this is meant to be. Maybe I should be in college. Whoa. Yeah, this gets really insane. She's like, yeah, you know what? All my friends are immature. 
Yeah, I think I want, I'm going to go to this party. Allie and Darcy, those are her two friends. Right. Allie, thing about Allie, she looks real young. And Stephanie's not sure. She wants to invite her friends to the dorm party with her. She's not sure she can invite Allie because Allie looks too young. Because Allie, Allie definitely looked the youngest. She was very petite. Denim overalls were her favorite outfit. She didn't wear a bit of makeup. And she often wore her long reddish brown hair and pigtails. Worse, she had a habit of giggling like a little girl. <laughs> I don't know if Allie could fool anyone. I don't know. I'm going to invite her, but I don't know. I have to. It's Why rude. risk it? It's rude not to. Anyway, I'm going to go to sleep tonight and think about Eric's soft hazel eyes and his perfect smile. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to be sick. Maybe she could find a way to let him think she was 18 for just a little while longer. <laughs> uh. um, so she goes to her friends and tells her friends about all this. And Darcy's like... That's crazy. I'm kind of nervous, but I want to go to this party with you. I'm kind of nervous, but oh my God, I'm horny. Darcy wants to go. And Allie's like, guys, you would get in so much trouble. I'm not going to go. Little baby Allie. Allie's not going to go. And Stephanie's like, you know what? I'm kind of okay with Allie not going. They get there and they show up at this party. This party. Loud music. (laughs) Sodas and baskets (laughs) filled with pretzels and popcorn. Sodas and baskets. Sodas and baskets filled with pretzels and popcorn. Baskets? Yeah. Silver strobe light? No. Uh, it looks like everything was in slow motion. Wow. This is so cool. Get, you want to hear who's at this party? A boy with blue hair and a nose ring. <laughs> he nodded his head as if he were listening to music only he could hear. That makes sense. It was insane. A girl with very pale skin dressed in all black. Swept dramatically past them. I'm sorry. Is this a party or a cuckoo's nest? Darcy, let's go get some soda. <laughs> That's what Stephanie says. So they go get It's some not cola. soda, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they see Eric. And Stephanie goes, Darcy, stay here. I'm going to go talk to Eric. You stay here. So she goes to talk to you Eric. You stay here and get roofied. <laughs> uh, and Darcy says, don't leave me. Panic in her voice. I don't know what to do or who to talk to. She grips Stephanie's arm. Huh. And Stephanie goes, I'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> Stephanie. I had to go. I, uh, she didn't want to abandon Darcy, but... She wasn't ready to introduce her to Alex or uh, to Eric and Sarah. Not yet. Not until Darcy had relaxed a little bit. Had some soda. Soda. Had some soda in her system. So she goes, uh, she goes up to, Stephanie goes up to uh, Sarah and Eric. She's like, cool party. And uh, Sarah says, meet, uh, uh, glad you could come, um, <laughs> is what uh, Eric says to uh, Stephanie. And Sarah goes, yeah, me, me too. I'm glad you could come. Have you eaten yet? There's a sushi platter in room 112. And room 116 has some veggie platters with some great dips. <laughs> this party. And, and this isn't. So this is like a whole floor party. <laughs> this is a fucking rock and out. Stephanie with goes, your it all out. sounds delicious. She thought she sounded totally lame with that comment. And then Eric's like, how's the article? <laughs> I need this article. She's like, oh, I'm, I'm working on it. So anyway, she's, she's talking to them a little bit. I'm working on it. And also, this is a party. Yeah. Like, don't fucking bring that shit to me at a party. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. <laughs> so uh, uh, Eric, takes, Eric takes Stephanie by the arm and is like, Ooh. you know what? Let's go interview some kids. Talk about the freshman experience. Go. She's like, wherever. So they go into a dorm room with bunk beds. Um, oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. And uh, they talk to... Uh, a few of the students and they're like, yeah, freshman scared. I'm scared. <laughs> scared. It's crazy being a freshman. And she's like, okay, excellent. So she's writing all this down, right? Writing all her down on her yeah. hand with a fake pen. So she's like, oh crap. I left Darcy. I only told her I'd be away for five minutes. She goes back to Darcy. What does she see? 
Darcy stood in the middle of a circle of girls. Of all the things she could possibly be doing, she was twirling a silver baton. Stephanie groaned. Darcy looked like a five-year-old showing off for a group of camp counselors. She goes up to Darcy, snatches the baton, and is like, What are you doing? Nobody in college twirls to batons, Darcy. That's a dead giveaway that you're only in middle school. Where on earth did you even find that thing? Don't say it out loud, you idiot. And then Darcy goes, a college girl gave this to me and was like, you can twirl a baton, do it. And oh, so Stephanie. And so she's like, uh, look, Darcy, I'm sorry. I got to go back to Eric. She goes back. She's talking with Eric a little bit more. Then she goes back to Darcy. What is Darcy doing? Darcy was playing pat-a-cake with another girl. Pat-a-cake? Pat-a-cake? Pat-a-cake. Yeah, I'm, the, <laughs> I'm familiar with pat-a-cake. And she's like, what are you doing? Pat-a-cake? Middle school! Calm down, it's just pat-a-cake! So anyway, Darcy gets mad, because Mm. Stephanie's like, you're not having fun the way I want you to have fun. So Darcy leaves, she goes home, she was like, uh, you told me not to play hand games with someone who happened to be very interesting in learning more clapping games. They (laughs) use the terms hand games and clapping games? Then you got mad at me for teaching a girl to make gum wrapper chains. I got a hand game (laughs) for you. You like hand games? I got a hand game for you. So anyway, Stephanie is upset. She's like, look, you don't get it. You're just immature. Oh, my God. Uh, But uh uh-oh. I see DJ at this party. (laughs) DJ can't see me. So she hides, but DJ catches her. And DJ's like, oh, you're in trouble. Oh, you bitch. Oh, you know what? And she's like, please don't. She's like, I'm going to go up to Eric. and I'm going to tell him you're in middle school. Stephanie's like, don't. DJ. (laughs) I'll go with you right now if you don't tell, tell him, please. So they leave. And she's like, are you going to tell dad? She's like, not this time, but if I ever see you on that college campus again, who, boy, who, baby, (laughs) you're in trouble. So anyway, Stephanie, Stephanie's shirking all her responsibilities. She was supposed to go to a rehearsal for the skit with Allie and Darcy, but she's skipping it. For what? Because she needs to go back to the college campus. Is she working on the article at all? She's pretending to be sick. She fools Joey. She's like, my my tummy, tummy. (laughs) And he's like, all right, stay home. He doesn't care. And she's like, oh, uh, you know what? I can't, I can't do that. She has people calling her about the article she's supposed to write for her middle school paper being like, where is it? She's like, the big cleanup week. And she's like, I can't. I can't. Uh, I mean, it's coming. Just speak, just hold on. But what is she spending her time doing if she's oh, not she, working she on the article? She wants to work on uh, the article for Eric. She okay. wants, and she wants to spend more time with Eric. She, she wants, wants to be, be there. Yeah, she wants to turn um, that crank. <laughs> yeah, so she's she's like, oh, everything is more um, better at, at college, so I want to spend my time there. She goes back to the college campus. She's addicted and to she's, college. She's talking, she's, she's talking to a random student. She's like, hey, what's it like being a freshman? Registering for a required is stress city, one of them told her. You want to cinch prof because you'll ace it. And that's good for your cum. But everyone wants the same thing, you know? And then Stephanie didn't know. She didn't have a clue as to what this girl was talking about. But I need to write it down. Need cinch prof for ace cum. She writes that down in her book, even though she doesn't understand it. I don't understand it. Fra- fra- cinch prof? <laughs> because you'll ace it. And that's good for your cum. Is... <laughs> Does the phrase cinch prof mean you want a professor who's a cinch? Yeah. Like, oh, that class? It's a cinch. Yeah, so you'll ace it. Are they Frank Capra characters and from the fucking 40s? And that's good for your cume. You're cumulative. GPA, you're cume. Fine. <laughs> Frosh are always dissed, another girl told her. I can't wait to be a soft and get into electives. Then I can be a June. And then, and then a scene. <laughs> and then Stephanie writes down, softs wear electives. Stephanie wrote down. She guessed it was the brand name of jeans or something. 
She thinks electives are genes. She is 14 <laughs> and stupid. <laughs> so she's writing all this information down that's incorrect. Uh-oh, do you see where this is going? No, I don't. It's a page turner. <laughs> so, um, uh, so she's writing her paper. She had many freshman students want to cinch prof to ace their cume, she typed. Forget acing my cume. All I wanted was to find the right lecture hall. That's very cute. She congratulated herself. It's good what I'm writing Is down. this an article or yeah. like a first-person editorial? Like a, like a fucking fluff people magazine piece? But she, she, she later finds, she finds a, the article Eric's written. One of the articles Eric's written. She's like, oh, it's full of like all this like facts and like percentages and like research. And so she just starts Is adding- this the article about when offices close? Yeah. So uh-huh. she starts adding that into her thing. She's like, 85% of students say- that being a freshman is hard. Is she just sort of pulling this out yeah. of her ass? Yeah. Okay. She uh, eventually shows this to Eric. Eric Maplewood, by the way. Maplewood is his last name. Oh, my God. And his uh, title of his article was Administrative Services Flunk Out. She's like, hey, I'm done with my article. And he's like, oh, fantastic. Let's go. You want to go get a soda? So they go and grab a soda. Together, they popped up their flip tops and sip their sodas. What are you talking <laughs> about? As in, Yep. Fine. Hey, Maplewood! A boy with long blonde blonde hair cried out. It's me, your gay lover! (laughs) (laughs) Eric waved, but didn't go over to talk to him. Instead, he stayed right where he was. His eyes were focused on Stephanie. Because this is another excerpt from the article. It was the best of freshman years. It was the worst of freshman years. Irate students crowded the lobby of the college. The singe prof had been apprehended at dawn that morning. Everyone wanted to be in his class. Because she's pulling things from a tale of two cities. They, they mention that. Um, she, she wants to sound mature and adult. She's out of her mind. <laughs> yeah. She writes for a paper already. I know she's 14, but shouldn't she have, like, the basic nuts and bolts of, like, what an article no. already is? No. So the, when they were popping their flip tops and, like, slipping sodas, she hadn't, she, hadn't, flip top. she hadn't finished the article yet. So she was like, oh, I'm almost done. Right? Uh-huh. So she goes back. The next day, she comes in. She's very excited. Jesus give it to Christ. Him. I'm very excited. But then she goes in, and she sees Eric is standing there, and he's kissing a girl, a beautiful girl with dark, long hair. He was kissing her. It was Sarah. Sarah, the girl from before. They've been dating for like a year. Eric thought Stephanie knew. She didn't know. You thought, you thought she knew that you'd been dating this person? Stephanie's entire body was frozen with shock. This can't be real. This is like a scene from a movie, not my life. Yeah, it's a scene from the movie Heartbreaker starring Brad Pitt and Winona Ryder <laughs> and Natalie Campbell. He reads this article and he's like, this is melodramatic. These percentages don't add up to 100%. They add up to 165%. What have you done? <laughs> Stephanie, what have you done? <laughs> Maybe this assignment was too hard for someone who hasn't been, even completed freshman English. She's like, freshman English? I haven't finished ninth grade English. He goes, what? And she goes, I mean, I haven't even finished ninth level freshman English. He goes, what are you talking about? There's no such thing as the ninth level. It's unraveling. You better fuck me or I'm going to tell Stephanie everybody. Goes, I'm not a college student. He goes, you're in high school? She goes, mm-mm. He goes, you're not even in high school? His voice sounded choked. She goes, middle school. His dick, whispered. His dick exploded. And then he goes, of course. And he starts to smile. Sounds exactly like a kid trying to sound like a college student. Exactly. I'm going to keep this and show it to all my friends. What a goof. You really fooled me, Stephanie. I thought you were a freshman. I have to go, she manages to say. I have to go. <laughs> she shits herself in front of Eric. But as soon as she starts to go, who does she run into? No. DJ. DJ. 
who no. saw her on campus again. No. You're in major trouble. No. So she goes home. Um, but she starts sobbing. Steph starts sobbing at DJ. So DJ takes Fuck pity off. on her, basically. And so uh, Stephanie decides, you know what? I've been wrong. I need to. I need to go back. I need to. Uh, and I'm sorry. I feel like I've been talking so long about this. Please, yours. Um, yours is the more, much more involved. So she goes. I have to. I have to rekindle my friendship with Allie and Darcy. I've uh, abandoned them. They were going to do this skit without me. Anyone can do this. Skit. So she she runs into the rehearsal room. That she knows they're in. She's like, hey, guys, I'm sorry. They're like, Which hey, skit rehearsal room are they in? Hey, 203. Stephanie, we were just having a lot of fun. We rewrote the skit without you. She's like, can you write me back in? No. They go. No. All right. No. So they, they start doing it again. Uh, and they're just they're laughing so much because this skit is such a goof. Uh, Do we learn anything about what this skit oh, actually is? Oh, yes. Here we go. <clears throat> oh, my Here's God. some lines. Yuck, this school is a mess, Darcy said, reciting the lines from the skit. What a dump, holding a pretend magic wand. Allie hurried towards her. I'm the cleanup fairy, she said in a squeaky voice. I'll help you fix this wreck in a jiffy. Oh, who needs you, Miss Fairy Sunshine, Darcy growled. (laughs) As she spoke those crabby lines, both Darcy and Allie cracked up. This is so stupid, it's funny, Allie cried. She was laughing so hard she was holding her stomach. Wait till everyone else sees this dumb skit. Darcy giggled. These books we'll never don't know what a joke is. They don't know what a joke is. Their laughter was so contagious that Stephanie started laughing too as she came in. Their laughter was so contagious that the janitor started laughing. He came in. <laughs> they go the next day. It's the next day. And the, the scribe came out with Stephanie's story um, on the front page because she rewrote her, the story for cleanup week that she was supposed to write. And they're also, they got a little write-up about their skit. And Mr. Merlin. No. The no. media skills teacher. Oh, my God. Nice article, Steph. I missed, I missed a Merlin. I missed a Merlin. Uh, <laughs> does that have anything to do? Or she's like, uh, what happened last week? Uh, you know, you had a, a, like, I'm glad you have more enthusiasm this week. You seemed kind of out of it last week. She was like, oh, it's a long, strange story. Does it have anything to do with your sleepover painting party? Remember that? Remember when you suggested that stupid thing? This is Mr. Merlin, not the gym teacher. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it got around. We all heard about your sleepover. Yeah, we all laughed. Paint party. Everyone in the faculty lounge heard about your idea. I actually thought it was a terrific idea, Mr. Merlin said, and that you were right. The activities should be more fun. I couldn't convince Mr. Thomas, but maybe next year. If I work some magic. (laughs) He doesn't say that. Um, So uh, Darcy pointed to a line in the article about their skit. Most ridiculous of all was Stephanie Tanner in the part of the trash monster. Her zany humor cracked up the entire audience. What a nut. (laughs) Oh, my God. And it ends on, but it's lots of fun, Stephanie thought. I love being in the ninth grade. She's in the ninth grade, but it's still middle school. She wants to be, there's there's a moment, I skipped over, but there's a moment in the book where she's like, she's talking to to Michelle. Michelle does show up at one point. (laughs) And she explains to Michelle, she's like, I'm going to go talk to my teachers. I think I should be in college. I have the mental capacity to be in college. And Michelle's Talk to like, your teachers. Michelle's like, Michelle straight up is like, you're not so good at uh, your grades. Why would you skip a college? And she's like. It's so rare that we get to hear you doing a Michelle voice. Yeah, and and she, it's so crazy. And she's like, Stephanie's like, shut up. I don't know. I know I can't. Maybe they'll let me skip a grade and I can graduate early. Just get me the fuck out of here. I want to be in college. 
gonna have to face it. You're addicted she, to college. She, she has dreams where she's like, she, she has, has, a, she dreams? has a dream where she's like, I'm in college. I think I'm, I'm in love and everyone loves I'm me. I'm in love. Me and Eric are together in college. I'm in college. I wear my graduation cap every day. I'm 18. Did you like this book? I loved how crazy it was. I think I think I enjoyed it more than a typical episode of the show. Brandon, yes. at the back of my book, yeah. I just want to come back to my book for this last segment. Yeah, uh, sure. We have three segments. We did one, then we did two. Now, now we're in the third. third. If you don't mind, if you could, I'll, I'll, I'll read something from yeah. this. Uh, well, if you could give me a pen, because I realize I need a pen for this segment. Uh, after, the, after my book is over, you see the section called Michelle's Friendship Fun Stop. It, it, it says this. Having friends makes everything fun. You can play together, make things together, even solve puzzles together. So if you and your best friend are looking for fun things to do, you've stopped at the right place. The Friendship Fun Stop. These activity pages are filled with best friend puzzles, games, and crafts. And if your best friend can't come over today, you can have fun doing them by yourself, too. You can't. All of the things I looked at are supposed to be done for friends Mm -hmm. together. Mm-hmm. You can check your answers to all the puzzles on page 136 of this book. We're not going to have to worry about that. Okay. We're not going to be doing any of the puzzles. Thank God. There's all kinds of activities, but I want to do one, and it's called the Best Friends Test. Oh, a test. Now, you'll get a point for every question you get right. I'm good at tests. And at the end, we'll add up those points and see there's a scale of how good a friend you are to me, Brandon. <coughs> You're my best friend. <coughs> Stop coughing. Sorry. <coughs> Are you ready to take this best friend's test? I am. Okay, great. It says, how well do you know your best friend? Did you have to write in your answers? Yes. Okay. Don't look. I won't. How well do you know your best friend? How much does she know about you? How about both of you taking this test and finding out? Well, we're not going to do that. You're just, just going to do it. Okay, You're just going to do it. Yeah. Because that's my choice. I'm the bossy friend. <laughs> Question number one. What is your best friend's middle name? Stuart. It's close. Stuart. Stuart. I was going to give it to you. No, I, I, knew we're close. Was, I knew it was Stuart. Congratulations. That's one point. Thank you. What is your best friend's favorite color? White. No. I don't know. You like Wh- white t-shirts? Do I? Yeah. I like, why would you say that? I like you, white t-shirts? Yeah, you've told me you just like white, plain white. I have made t-shirts. comments about how I like attractive men in oh, plain white I assume that, undershirts. that involved yourself as well. No, wrong. You got that okay, question hold on. wrong. Blue? No, you got it wrong. Well, what was the answer? You get one answer per question. What was the right answer? Red slash burgundy. <laughs> if you had said red, slash I would have given burgundy. it to you. Okay. I like burgundy. Question three. What is your best friend's favorite TV show? Golden Girls. No. <laughs> no. Chris and I stopped watching that months and months ago. I don't know. You don't I like TV that much. I don't like TV. Dare, That's a statement. No, I hate Daredevil, and you know that to be true. You got that wrong. What was it? It was Parks and Recreation. Is that really your favorite? Yes, it's honestly one of the only shows that I would consider watching again and again. Yes. It's my favorite TV show, and you might have known that if you were a better best friend. Question four. Who is your best friend's favorite TV star? Not movie star. This book's about movie stars. Okay, TV star. Amy Poehler. No. It's not from Parks and Rec? If it's not from Parks and Rec, that's crazy. Well, you got it wrong. What was it? Robbie Malik. You don't even watch Mr. Robot. I watched that first season on Amazon Prime. Oh, my God. I think he's a cutie. You can't say Parks and Rec's your favorite show and then your favorite actor not be on that. That's I, I'm not allowed to. Yeah. You don't oh. like Robbie Malik for his TV. You yeah, like I do. You for his buddy. <laughs> of work. 
and I that body, that body works. Wow, four questions and only one point. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Brain is not turning out to be a very good friend. <laughs> Question five: What food does your friend like best? Pizza. Yeah, I'll give you a bonus point if you can tell me <laughs> what kind of pizza. Uh, pepperoni. No. Sausage? Blaze, baby. Just oh, Blaze pizza, baby. I thought you meant brand. Yeah, yeah. baby. But pizza, uh, I got that point. It's the only kind of pizza that doesn't make my tummy go... <laughs> and my butt go... <laughs> <laughs> and my mouth go... <laughs> Next question. When you grow up, your best friend... When she grows up, I should say. Yeah. When your best friend grows up. Yeah. Your best friend would like to be a... Professional podcaster. No, that's no. a joke. That was a joke. Oh, is it? Um, you want to be an actor. Good for you. You got it. You and your best friend are going to spend Saturday afternoon together. Mm-hmm. Brandon, we're doing that right now. Yeah. Which would she want to do most? A, go to the mall and look at the puppies and the kittens in the pet shop window. <laughs> B, stay home and watch some scary movies on the VCR. <laughs> Or C, go for a ride on a bike B. and a picnic. B. Yes, you got that right. Some scary movies on the VCR. Yeah. You got a VCR? What movies you got? Hey, scary? Great, we're staying in. <laughs> Fuck it all. We're staying in. You and your best friend are going to a party. Uh, not a college party. Mm-hmm. When you ring the, her, her doorbell, ding dong. You rang my doorbell, yeah. ding dong. Yeah. John, it's Brendan. <laughs> you discover you're wearing the exact same outfit. <gasps> what will she, I, me do? A, go upstairs and change. B, ask you to go home and change. Or C, smile and says she loves it when you dress alike. A, no. You wouldn't make me change. I wouldn't do that. You would, you would try, but you would eventually change. You would eventually be it frustrated, didn't say, go up and change. It didn't say what you would do. It said, what would I do? I would ask you to go home and change because <laughs> I fuck with you all the time. You got that wrong. Who is the one person your best friend would like to receive a valentine from? Oh, my God. Rami Malek. No. Chris. No. <laughs> Oops. Whoever this is, Tom Holland. Oh, right. Because you got it wrong on the first one. So why am I giving you more guesses? No, it's Tom Daly, Olympic diver Tom Daly. If I got a valentine from a slippery, wet Tom Daly... How was I supposed to guess that? A best friend would have known. Huh? Number 10. (laughs) There's so many of these questions. When you and your best friend have a fight, which of you is usually the first to say I'm sorry? Me. (laughs) You got that wrong. You got that wrong. So in your mind, when we have a fight, well, you think I, that you're the first person to say that you're sorry. Actually, when we have a fight, when we I'm, fight. I'm never... You're right. I did get that wrong because I never have anything to apologize for usually. <laughs> it's usually just you that needs to apologize. You thought to yourself, well, in a normal friendship, <laughs> I might have actually done something. But in John's case, no, I, I never do anything. Number 11, if your best friend could change one thing about herself, my herself, what would it be? Taller? Don't get bitchy. <laughs> Wrong. Although that's a good idea. <laughs> oh, remember, I, I should say this, and I meant to bring it up at the very beginning. Abs. You would have gotten it if you'd gone with abs. Damn it. But you got it wrong. No, come on. I, ro- I, I said I wrote, replace me gut with six-pack abs. T- t- taller was the joke answer. No, it wasn't. You yeah. can't just I keep doing that. that. I meant to say at the top of this, when we did The House Meets the Mouse with Megan, you didn't use your third wish. Yeah. 
So, I know we're already halfway through the quiz, but mm-hmm. if you wanted to use your wish for a free point, yeah. or if you'd like to save it I'd like to, for the future. I'll save it. I don't know what you're going to use that wish on, though, mm-hmm. and it creeps me out. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to have to deal with mm-hmm. with that wish. Remember when you threatened to slap me twice? Mm-hmm. When you not only threatened, but promised me that you would slap me twice? Yeah, that's still out there. I shouldn't have even said anything. What does your best friend like most about herself? And you don't get a joke answer. The fucking first thing that you say um, is your answer. Tell me something. Dude, can I get a hint? Is it physical or not physical? No hints. That's such a broad question. Um, don't blame me. Blame the book. Uh, you're like personality. No. What is it? My personality. I wrote my astonishing crackerjack wit. That counts. That's your personality. All right, I'll give it to you. Yeah. You should have just said, like, you think you're so funny. 13. Uh, is your best friend left-handed or right-handed? Right-handed. Duh. <laughs> oh, I had a pen in my hand. Cheater. I already knew that. What a weird question to throw into the middle of this quiz. Yeah. You and your best friend are both up for the same role in the school play. Now Never this. Happen. Yes. It, why? Why would we not be up for the same roles? I would be part for, like, the leading man roles. Uh-huh. And you'd be, like, whatever, like... Weird supporting. The scabrous comedic yeah. relief. Yeah. Yeah. Comedic, in quotes. Uh-huh. Annoying. <laughs> Gay. That's Every cool. time we watch a movie. Hey, John, do you know who you would play in this movie? The scabrous weasel queer <laughs> who lightly places his greasy fingertips together as if to say, mmm, disease. Am I wrong? <laughs> Will she, in this situation, me... A, decide to try out for a different part. Mm -hmm. B, try out for the same part as you and say, may the best actress win. Mm -hmm. Or C, not talk to you until the auditions are over. C. You think I'm the worst person (laughs) in the world. You really do think. That better have been a joke answer. It doesn't matter because you got it wrong. You're kidding, right? Yeah. We were up for the same role in a play. In a play. I don't think you would concede the role. It'd probably be B. It would be B. Yeah. If you had said B, because well, I'm not a monster. That's the one I meant. Oh, it was a joke answer. One yeah. of Brandon Shockney's classic so joke I got, answers. I got that one right. You didn't get it right. I think I did. I'm not giving that to you that's at, at all because in your heart, that's mm-hmm. what you thought. Mm-hmm. You thought I wouldn't talk to you over a part in a play. <laughs> Neil Simon's The Sunshine Boys. <laughs> Last question. No. Oh. Which of these would gross out your friend the most? Kissing the boy who sits closest to her in school. Definitely not that. Even if he was gross, <laughs> I'd kiss him. Definitely not that. B, picking up a worm, or C, wearing a frilly lace dress. A what? A frilly lace dress. What's the first part of it? Wearing. Oh. A frilly lace dress. Okay. That, well, that would gross you out? No. Which of those know. three things would be the, would gross me out? You only said two. I said three. What are the... What were they? Kissing the boy who sits closest to her in school. Yeah, it's not that one. Picking up a worm. Oh. Wearing the dress. Oh, picking up a worm. Congratulations. Yeah. You got it right. I know. Now sit down with your friend and check your answers. Give yourself one point for every question you got right. Well, yeah. let's see how many questions you got right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Sounds pretty good. Interesting. So, if you had gotten zero to two points, it says, are you sure you took this test with your best friend? If you had gotten three to seven points, which you were almost in here, you and your best friend are still learning about each other. Maybe this test will help bring you closer. Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) Yum. Uh Eight to 11 points. You and your best friend are 
Closer than close, one word. Mm-hmm. Closer than close. Closer than close. But every now and then, she'll say or do something that just might shock you. <gasps> <laughs> Stick out your tongue. Jonathan yeah. doesn't want to pick up a worm. <laughs> Jonathan wouldn't not talk to me over a part in a play. How shocking. Because John's a jerk. What's the one after that? 12 to 15 points. Wow! You know your best friend like the back of your hand. Maybe even better, since we'll bet you can't remember exactly how many freckles are on the back of your hand. That's the high score. So you got 8 to 11 points. Mm -hmm. That means every now and then I do something that shocks you to your very core. But what's what's the one up from that? 12 to 15. I use my third wish to say that I got a 15. You can never take that back. I can't believe I got a perfect score on the best friend's quiz. You can never take that back. You could have used that wish for anything. That's okay. I still got two slaps. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I did perfect on that. That's kind of crazy. We hope you enjoyed this. You can never do that with me. What's my middle name, John? Michael. Damn it. I also asked you what your favorite food was in prep of this episode. It's lobster. (laughs) What's my favorite TV show? Ooh, interesting. Uh, (laughs) The trickster is here. I would probably say The Office. Damn it. Yes, you've watched the entire series six times. All right. Your favorite TV actor is probably Steve Carell. Damn you it. talk about that performance all the time. I don't want to do this anymore. You don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Ask me all these questions. I can't believe we're spending more time. <laughs> this um, episode is longer than any bonus episode ever. When I grow up, what do I want to be? You want to be an actor. Damn. Um... <laughs> What, what do I want to do on the Saturday afternoon? Of those three choices? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The puppies, the VCR movies, the bike ride. It, it's, the, it's, it's the same thing. VCR yeah, damn movies. It. This is why we're best friends. When we ring the doorbell, exact same outfit. You're going to tell me to go change? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Which um, is what I would have done to you. What do I like most about myself? Oh, man. Mm. You think you're a nice guy? Mm. You think you're so nice. I'm a nice guy. I am nice. What, that's I right? Guess, I got it right? I guess that'd be right. What would you have said? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you would exactly. have said my little button nose. Um, am, I, am I left-handed or right-handed? You're right-handed. I'm left-handed. No! Boom! I'm a Didn't terrible friend! Yeah, I'm a bad right. friend! Yeah, I did we hope you enjoyed this episode of How Rude the Full House podcast and exhaustive deconstruction of the classic 90s sitcom Full House. <laughs> there are many ways you can listen to the show. iTunes, Libsyn, Stitcher. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Tumblr. Brandon, you're yep. on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? At B-E-E-Shock. And mine is J-O-N-B-E-R-N-I-S-E-K. Are we coming back next week? Yes. What are we going to do? Shut the fuck up. Is Fuller House coming out? Yes. So maybe do some goddamn math. Fuller House, season two. Watch it. Watch it. We're going to be covering it the weekend that it comes out. Don't be fucking stupid. <laughs> Don't be fucking stupid. Are there more bonus episodes in the future? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do I kind of want to read another Want to read more books? I would, maybe. I kind of do. And I can't believe I said otherwise at the beginning of this. Yep. We are hypocrites. We are. Brandon, this is the part of the show mm-hmm. where you say your name, is my name. I say, and we'll see you next time on. And then together we'll say mm-hmm. the phrase, how rude. Yep. You know what you're going to do? Yeah, I think so. Me, you think so? Mm-hmm. Brandon's my friend. I'm Brandon Shockney. Mm, Friend Brandon. Mm -hmm. Say it again. I'm Brandon Shockney. Who is my friend? (laughs) One more time. I'm Brandon Shockney. My friend. (laughs) I'm Brandon Shockney. I'm John Pernasek. My friend. (laughs) And we'll see you next time on How I'm the Trash Monster. Yardy dirt 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 and cans and dirt and muddy muddy mud mud. <laughs> what a nut! <laughs> Better clean up, Ooh. or fuck you. <laughs>
Oh, fuck you. I'm a little trash man. Fuck you, dirty man. I'm a little trash muck. I'll fuck you. I'll fuck you if you don't clean up. I'm a monster. Be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that. That my candid opinion may sting Though often my frank observation might scald I've been meaning to tell you for years You should keep your hair natural like mine If I kept my hair natural like yours I'd be bald But darling We'll always be dear companions My crony Sense of styles as far off as your youth. It's simply that who else but a somebody will tell you the whole stinking truth. Each time that a critic has written, your voice is the voice of a frog. Straight to your side to defend you, I rush. You know that I'm there every time that the world makes an unkind remark. Savior of Charles is the world's greatest lush. It hurts me. And if I say your fangs are showing, maim pull in your claws, it's simply that. Who else but a bosom buddy will notice the obvious flaws? It's my duty to tell you it's time to adjust to your age. You try to be peg of my heart when you're Lady Macbeth. Exactly how old are you, Vera? The truth. How old do you think? Oh, I'd say somewhere in between 40 and death. But Simply that. 